the week everyone has been waiting for. At least I have been waiting for this week for a long time. David can't stand it every time I bring up November and I tell him I'm enjoying the process, but November's the best. And we're here. We're here. We're in November, David. How are you doing? We have another superstar in studio here to talk with today. Yeah, we've got some more athleticism in here. Once again, Ryan, we are second and third uh, when yep. it comes to the most athletic people on this show. Uh, we've got another really good athlete, Megan Moeller, Jr. from the women's soccer team. Megan, welcome to the show. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you for being here. We appreciate having you. And Ryan just talked about it. We are in November, which Ryan and I didn't plan this, but he opened up my first question very well because we saw on social media women's soccer was blasting it out. Halloween just happened, and you guys had your classic Halloween practice. So can we just hear a little bit, like, what were your favorites what costume maybe wasn't as good as you're expecting? Just kind of give us the rundown of the costumes that we saw at women's soccer Halloween practice. Yeah, it was fun. It's always fun every year. Um, I like my favorite costumes are when people don't really care what they look like and they just like go all out. Um, I think uh, my favorite though, the freshmen did a really good job. They were all like the Scooby-Doo characters and they did it really well. And then Megan... Um, was like the mystery machine, which was pretty funny. <laughs> um, and I really liked like Emma and Lauren's. Um, they were a soccer mom and dad, and they like brought <laughs> snacks and like a chair. Did they have like the orange slices, like what the kind orange of, okay, slices, yeah, go. orange slices and Gatorade. And like the, the whole time during our game, they just sat and watched. But yeah, I was Mr. Clean. I kind of went I, all out. I was gonna ask you. One. I I saw the picture and. Uh, you know, once I got over the initial shock of being oh, yeah. a little terrified of seeing Megan Muller bald, you yeah. know, I, after I got over that, I really liked it. Talk us through the process of that costume. How did you come up with that idea? Well, initially I wanted to be Gru from Despicable Me because I sometimes talk like him during, like, practices and stuff. What does that and sound like when you talk like Gru? That's kind of like a teammate okay. only kind of thing. Okay, so team only gets to know that. <laughs> I won't embarrass myself too go. much I, on this show. I respect that. But um, then I couldn't find the scarf. <laughs> that is like the iconic scarf of Gru. Be, be I'm like, I can't be Gru without yeah, the scarf. Exactly. So then I was like, who else is bald? And I was like. Because <laughs> you were really set on the bald. I, was, I already had like the yeah. nylon thing. I okay. was like, I need to be someone bald. And I was like, Mr. Clean, that, that's easy. I just have to wear white and a gold earring. And, and then I tried like putting makeup on my eyebrows like to make them lighter but they're just so dark and it didn't even work but people liked it and it was fun did you go around like cleaning stuff like wiping yeah. stuff down yeah okay. i'd go up to random people and just start like washing them <laughs> there you go. Like, it's like, do, you, do you guys get like a lot of soccer in at this practice like you guys we, still practice or this practice is kind of just gone well, we did a warm up and we were just laughing the whole time <laughs> um and then we just played world cup Okay. Which was fun. Um, got some shot reps in, I guess. Um, there we go. Goalies had some saves um, and cut just a little bit of running around. But some people's um, costumes were a little hard to run around in. I would think Makai so. had a literal like dress on to the floor <laughs> and she was holding it up, running around, trying to kick it around. Yeah, it that's was be it a was tough. It was pretty fun though. And then we just went and had like crumbled apples in the locker room. I'm one of those people that I kind of forgot that it was Halloween. So driving on the campus yesterday, I didn't really know what day it was. And Coach Pettit is walking out to the field for practice and he, I he, I can see who it is because he has the the face off, but he's in a gorilla suit. 
And literally for a second, I'm like, what is going on? Then I remembered it's Halloween. What was the reaction on Coach Pettit's gorilla suit costume? Well, most people, like the underclassmen, were like, who the heck is this? <laughs> but I knew it was him because he's recycled that costume quite a bit, oh, actually. Okay. So I knew. And so I was like, oh, it's just Coach Pettit. And, but he did tell us that he went into um, the gym while volleyball was practicing. <laughs> and they all laughed, but then they were like genuinely like confused, like, who is this who guy? Is this? Yeah. And they were a little scared. Did you get out of here? But he, he found that very funny. Um, yeah. That's, and That's pretty good. How do we feel about Coach recycling Halloween costumes? Like, do we respect that? We don't really like that much. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I mean, it's a great costume, but, but yeah, I mean, that's a Halloween. At least space it out like sure. a little bit so that a uh, old player doesn't see it Ex twice. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, within yeah within the four years, we should have a talk with him about that. I I, I agree with that. Yeah, but for sure. Thank you for that good breakdown on the Halloween. <laughs> of course, of course. I appreciate yeah. that, Ryan. You probably want to take it in a more well, like professional. Go ahead. Sense, that's no, I'm that's totally fine. <laughs> Well, and it's an important week, and it's November, like we mentioned at the top, and you guys are now in the playoffs, Megan, but it's probably good to start it on a light note. I mean, you all understand. You're a junior here. You understand the importance of this week. For you personally, do you treat it differently? We're, we're recording this, by the way, the day before you guys play Bethany. Does this week feel any different to you? Do you try to make it the same? Are emotions different for you going into a playoff game? Are you going to do something different tonight or tomorrow morning? How is this week maybe different for you? Yeah, I mean – Kind of like any other game, just not letting the stress of it get to you too much. Um, like the reality is if we lose, we're done. And yeah. that would be really hard. Um, we love going like playing superior in the championship. We've done it for two years now. And I don't know, I just preparing emotionally, just like getting all my stuff done, but then also like going to bed early, like getting sleep, eating well. Um, the trainers are really good about like how much we should eat and sleep we're getting and um, getting our bodies ready. But yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot at stake and, but just like trying to be a good leader and not let like the nerves get to me too much um, and just coming out and playing my hardest. Um, I know I have a year left or possibly two. Um, we'll see. There's a, there's a <laughs> scoop right there. If you want to just make the official announcement right now and tell us that you're going to play five years, you know, we would appreciate that kind of breaking news on the show. You know, that's okay. I'll, okay. I'll, I'll, we'll bring you back. Yeah, we'll bring, bring you, you back. back. Maybe yeah. you're five. We'll see. But yeah, I, I don't know. Just being a leader and trying to, you know, everyone loses at some point unless you're winning the whole NCAA tournament. So it wouldn't be the end of the world, but it'd be pretty awesome if we could keep going. So share a little bit specifically about Bethany. You mentioned you are one of the leaders on this team. You're only a junior, but you feel like you're one of them with more experience because there's so much underclassmen talent. You've seen them plenty of times in big moments. You just saw them a few weeks ago. You've seen them twice already this year. What challenge does Bethany specifically represent, especially in a semifinal matchup? Yeah, they're very physical. Um, they're a very physical team. They're very good, um, like, foot-skilled wise um they can really move the ball around um they have two really good center mids that just play through everything um i do respect them they're a very good team but um yeah it, it's a challenge i think obviously i think we're better <laughs> and if we if we play our game i think it'll be a challenge but it'll be a great game where we can totally dominate if we just keep our heads in it i think our biggest challenge with them is coming into the second half with the same energy um, because they can get pretty 
like riled up and emotional um, if we're winning. And that can cause players to be hurt um, and some collisions that are unnecessary. But if we just control it emotionally and like the game, like point wise, I think we'll be fine. Ryan and I love storylines. We love talking about different matchups and, and specifically rivalries too. And I think it would be safe to say that this game against Bethany has kind of turned into a, a rivalry over the last two years. Three times in a row, you guys have played them. Once in the UMAC semifinal last year, you guys won by one goal. Both matchups this year, you guys have won by one goal. Last week, you guys played them. It was a classic finish. You guys were up 2-0. They scored twice. You guys scored, I think it was in the 82nd minute or so. You guys snuck that one out at their place. You're playing them a week later. What have these matchups been like? You talked about them a little bit as a team, but when you know you're going into a game that it's going to be close, it's been a team that you've had so many good matchups with, what's it like kind of getting ready for a game like that, um, you know, against a team like that? We've been talking a lot about just like the first 20 minutes of the game, just like really pounding it and going out all energy, um, all in, like the whole tw first 20 minutes. And that really helps us and kind of determines the game. Um, knowing that I'll probably get hurt or not hurt, but like slammed a couple times, just like getting mentally prepared, like it'll be tough and it's going to be a hard game and it's not going to be easy and parts of it aren't going to be fun, but just having that mental grit um, before going into it is going to be the most important for us. How does Coach Pettit and the coaching staff handle these close, tight, stressful games? Does he get nervous over there? Would he maybe not mind if you guys didn't let this one be a one-goal game? Like his heart rate can maybe use a little bit of a break. How does he handle those tight games? Um, he he defends us a lot. Like if we get hit, he, he defends us. I, the first time we played – he got a little riled up at the end, and I had to, like, it's okay, coach. Like, we got this. Like, we can do this. Um, he definitely would appreciate us not letting it become a close game. I would appreciate it. Um, it would be great because then we can get more players in, too, and save um, some of the starters for Superior because that will be just as challenging. For sure. And you talk about this time of year physically, and, and you talked a little bit about, uh, you know, getting a lot of sleep, um, you know, eating the right things. And the legendary trainer at Northwestern, Hannah, I'm oh, yeah. sure is on you guys about that. Um, what is kind of the mental and physical preparation when you're entering these weeks where you play a lot of games, you know, not back to back, but with only a couple of days kind of in between? Yeah. Um, it's definitely yeah, been Hannah's probably listening, so she'll <laughs> she's probably <laughs> tightly taking notes and she's gonna grade everything you say, which I gotta be careful with what I say too. I don't wanna get right. in trouble with Hannah either. Well, so. carbs and protein. Yeah, like I definitely take advantage of this time of the year when I'm like burning so much. I'm like, give give it all to like give me all the pasta, <laughs> like all of it. Yeah. Just like really eating right and um Hannah's definitely yelled at us a little bit with the amount that we eat sometimes. She's um, we definitely could be eating more with the amount that we're getting hit and running. Um, and then emotionally, just um, making sure, like, we're all going to chapels and, like, just staying right with God. I think that always helps. I think it gives us a really big leg in um, the game, like, above other teams. Like, we all love each other so much. And, like, other teams have said that, um, that we just love each other. And I think that's important to not let – frustrations and practices and in games like get the best of us because that's kind of what allows us to win a lot of games.
For sure. We, we've talked a little bit, Megan, about coming into a big matchup in a week, coming into a couple big games you hope a couple. Obviously, Bethany, first things first. But for you, I got to say, you're a joy to watch because you wear your heart on your sleeve. Like, if you're making a long run and there's a ball coming up the field and the defender just gets back or you just miss the goal, like, we can see your frustration. But I say that in a good way. Like, you – it shows how much you care when you're running around the pitch and – you know, I don't know how you'll take this, but Caitlin and I have called some games. We call you from time to time the Energizer Bunny because you you just keep going, even if it's the 75th, 80th minute. Have you always been that way, if you will? Because we see, you know, I think of a, a Haley Merzberger, even a Maya Chan. Like, I know they have fire in them, and I know they really want to win, and you know that too, but not every player shows it the same way. So what makes you tick, if you will, during a game to show that emotion? And have you always been that way when you look back? I think I have always been that way. Yeah. Um, just always being so passionate about any sport I play. I did basketball in high school, and that I always got pretty riled up to. Um, I think I've definitely like channeled it better and definitely still working on it. Um, sometimes it gets the best of me, but um, I do think it, it does bring a lot as well. Just um, people can see how much I want it, and it makes my teammates want it too, I think. Um, Definitely working on trying to not like be as emotional, but um, I think it is important to care as much as I do, and sometimes more. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just how I've always been and how I am. And yeah, well, and then those highs are that much higher. Like it's a joy when you score. Like there's a big celebration. There oh, should yeah. be because it takes a lot of work, obviously, to get there. So you talk about your guys's whole unit, and you're each wired differently, obviously, but. These are the weeks you want to peak, but that being said, this whole season, you've had a really, really successful year, bringing in a lot of new pieces. You're into a higher role now as an upperclassman, as a leader. What has made you guys so successful this year, do you think, in your junior season? Um, I think specifically for me, but also as a team, just being more selfless. Um, it was definitely a big role change for me this year. I haven't been scoring as much as I did last year, and Haley's kind of like, and I love her to death, and she. But she's like definitely up there with um, the goals. She's tied for number one in the nation. Um, and at times it is a little hard for me because I'm like that was my role last year. But um, I, I don't think like a lot of the team could that she could accomplish that goal without the whole team. For sure. And um, we've just like done really well with encouraging each other and pushing each other in practice and giving those good balls through and assists and. I give a lot of credit to um, the defense. They don't let a lot through. And, like, Lauren, she puts her body on the line every single game um, to the point where she gets a black eye and, like, all this stuff. So um, I think my team is just really selfless with, um, like, not making about themselves but also, like, putting everything on the line. Awesome. And you bring up Haley, and I'm glad you did because, you know, not selling yourself short. You've scored a lot of goals this year too. And you and Haley have kind of become a dynamic goal scoring duo. What's that been like, you know, maybe in past years where the goals behind you were a little bit more spread out. Now you kind of have somebody up front with you. That's also scoring a lot of goals along with yourself. What's kind of that change been like, and how do you, you know, how do you guys really play off each other? What's it been like kind of being in that goal scoring duo with Haley? Yeah, it's been awesome <laughs> because it's not just me on top. Yeah. That was a big challenge. We played with three in the middle and then just one on top. So there was a lot of pressure on me, and I would get um, very tired just, like, running across the field and up and down. 
So it is nice to have someone else to rely on up there who I know um, can score. Obviously, <laughs> she can score. Um, but also when I when I get the ball and give her one over the top, I know she's just going to get there. I just know she is. and that, Or if I'm taking a shot, she's going to follow that. Um, it's been a big relief, and I can just I know I can rely on her and count on her, and she can with me as well. Like she gives me those balls, and I get there, and we're very selfless with each other. I I forget what game it was, but we did like this back and forth, back and forth, like all the way up the field, and um, didn't end up scoring. But it just was a great example of not being selfish and just being there for each other. And you talk about your game specifically. You have really become a very good passer. You have a lot of assists this season. I think it's your career high. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're at five right now on the season, not with the stats in front of me. But has that been something that you've really put an emphasis on? Like, hey, coming into the year, I want to um, you know, really help our offense in that way too? Because it's been a noticeable improvement this year. Yeah. Um, I think last year I only had like two assists the whole season. Um, I was just talking to Coach Pettit. I don't think that um, the amount of assists that are on there is right. I, I'm like, <laughs> oh I swear I get one, like, one a game, and last game we had two, but um, I you think i got to talk to the stats guys, I know. it sounds like. It's yeah. mostly the other schools, though. It's okay. mostly the other okay. schools. Okay, okay. <laughs> but um, I don't know. Like, I didn't expect coming into the season that I would have a lot of assists, um, but I've taken a lot of pride and joy out of that, um, just switching roles. Um, and then Coach Pettit always says that um, – once all the attention's on one person, it opens it up so much for the other forwards. So I think next year um, the conference isn't going to know what to do with Haley and I because yeah. we're ju- we've just we've already shown that we're great work like we work so well together. And I think maybe next year she'll have more assists and maybe I'll have more goals. But um, we kind of count it as our own record because like Haley Haley's great. She goes every game like every time I give her a pass, she's like I love you like. I couldn't do this without you, which is, it makes me happy, but I love seeing her succeed so much. For sure. And Haley came on the show a few weeks ago, and I have to address it for our <laughs> listeners who heard that too. Do you have any response to the fact that she didn't know you? As she, she doesn't remember you as a uh, whatever grade it was, first, second, third grade classmate. How, how do you respond to that? We're giving you the mic, the open floor, and answer this question that we're all dying to know. Do you remember Haley uh, back in those days? I do remember Haley. (laughs) So it it goes one way. It did go one way. Apparently, I remember their family (laughs) moving to Texas, and I was sad. I didn't know her that well, but I was like, oh, that's sad. Like, some family friends moving away. Um, But, yeah, I definitely didn't, like, start a good relationship with her until she came back. But on the record, I did know who she was. And when I did hear that, I was very very hurt, deeply okay, hurt. So, so it's good to know our podcast started some uh, rifts between teammates. That <laughs> oh, yeah, to, I asked her about it be, later. That had to be worked through. So, But you guys did end up hiring her at your ice cream shop, despite her not remembering you as an elementary student. So what uh, what's she like as an ice cream employee? We got to know this. Is she pretty fast, you know, scooping? Does she have any deficiencies in, <laughs> in her ability to scoop ice cream? What's what's she like as a uh, employee? Well, she's a very good employee, just as she is on the soccer field. <laughs> um, I, I guess I was kind of like manager over her last, okay, like last that's good to know. season. So. It was interesting, but her and I have a ton of fun, like, during our shifts, just as we do, like, on the field. Um, 
I I would crack a lot of jokes, um, and she just could never stop laughing. And <laughs> I'd randomly come up to her and sing a little bit, and she just would not stop laughing. So it was just like a back and forth, like just had a good time. But yeah, she was a great employee. I think she's I think she's being hired again. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe maybe if she um, claims to know me, then then she can be rehired. There we go. I like that. So you talk about connections, Megan, that we're talking about, and you obviously had one for a while with your sister, your older sister, Natalie, and playing with her last season and then the season before as well. What was that like, playing with her for so many years? And then has it felt really different? I mean, you know, now we're into November and we've played most of the season, but not seeing her out on the field with you. And then what's that relationship like going forward? Is she sending you texts and notes and saying like, hey, do this better, Megan, or you did this really well? Like, are you still connected by soccer, even though she's left Northwestern now? Yeah, and even before we played here, like we played, um, like I, I played on her team in grade school and um, middle school, high school. Like we just always played together. So, I mean, it was awesome playing here with her. Not a lot of people get to experience that. Um, and yeah, just that automatic connection, encouragement, constructive criticism, just like all that in one was so great for two years. So. Yeah, it was very it was very weird coming here, especially preseason. Um, her not being here, and she was always my person to talk to about things. Um, but she does send me texts like, "Like good great good game," or "I'll be watching tonight. You got it." Or she's come and watched a couple games and sat in the locker room, and that's just felt so cool to have her. She'll come in and give her um, input on the game, and it's just pretty. It's it's super cool. Um, but yeah, we still talk. Which That's is awesome. Good. I guess we're sisters. We have to. <laughs> <laughs> That's valid. So, Megan, you've really kind of transformed these last couple of years. You were a freshman, you were a sophomore, and you talked about with your sister. She was kind of the upperclassman. You were just getting started your college career. This year, you've, you're a junior. Ryan talked about it. You've transitioned kind of into a leadership role, an upperclassman, and you have a lot of underclassmen who are playing a lot, um, getting a lot of minutes. You know, how has your kind of perspective change as you've kind of turned into an upperclassman and more of a leader on the team? Yeah, it's it's different because we lost like half of our starting lineup. So it was definitely a rebuilding year, I'd, I'd say, like with just trying to figure out positions and everything because last class was just so large and very talented. Um, so just like playing with people who don't necessarily know the game as well is, has been a challenge, but it's been really cool to just like help the underclassmen, like, hey, instead of doing this, maybe look here. Like, you're doing a good job, but it all comes with experience. Um, and just seeing how well the senior um, class my freshman year and the senior class last year did that for me um, just encourages me to do that for them. Um, I love the freshmen and the sophomores and juniors and seniors, but um, definitely has been really fun to, like, coach people along and stepping into a different role where I have a little bit more say on the team. Well, you classified it as a rebuilding year, and you guys won 10 conference <laughs> games, and you're number two seed in the, in the UMAC, so that's probably as good of a rebuilding year as you could ask for. I know. So you guys they they say that in sports that. all the time, though, David. You know, our favorite teams, they say it's a competitive rebuild. It's not a full rebuild. Yeah. We're going to be competitive as well, we rebuild. UNW so, women's soccer pulled it off. So yeah, they, they, they right normally yeah, teams Yeah, they should be scared it. for next year. And I like yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. We're losing some great seniors, but the, showing like the class that we got this year, like hopefully we can – replace them well I think we can and absolutely this is the final one for me Megan so you do a lot more than just soccer here at Northwestern you lead 
Praise Chapel, you're involved, obviously, you know, social life, all these other things as a college student. It's one thing to be a student athlete and then handle a whole class load. You do even more than that. Why is it all worth it? And what has your Northwestern experience been like now, two years and change in? Do you ever feel like, wow, this is so much? How do I handle all this? Or, you know, what do you gain from all those different avenues? Um, wow, yeah. I Right now, I don't feel like I have a lot of time. Um which is, it, it's great, and it's challenging, and it's stretching me a lot, and just trying to figure out what's important to me, um, but especially with worship, like, I've I've loved doing that my whole life. Um, my dad was a worship leader at my church, and I was involved for, um, like, a long time before coming here, and that's just something that's so important to me, and a way that I can serve um, as well. I think it's so important, like, even with our, like, busyness to, like, serve um, in some way in the church, even though like Northwestern is necessarily not a church, like that's how I'm serving um, the kingdom, which yeah. is um, rewarding, challenging, a lot of behind the scenes stuff that people don't really understand. But I don't know. It's I wish I could do even more. Like I wish I could play basketball here and <laughs> join the cross and do all this different stuff. But um, yeah, what I'm doing now, I, I've just been loving for the last two years. Awesome. What are the nerves like playing a soccer game versus a singing performance? And you've done for Northwestern sports fans, they'll know this. You've sang the national anthem at a lot of big games. All right, the conference championship game for basketball last year, as crowded as I've ever seen that gym. And you stepped up and you've rocked the national anthem out of the park. You did it at the opening football game this season with a huge crowd. What are the nerves like? playing athletically versus a singing performance are they the same different yeah um it's very different it I don't know <laughs> like I get more nervous out of all three of those like worship anthem and soccer I yeah. get the most nervous for the anthem because okay. the words are not in front of me and it's something I've seen like hundreds of times but literally before I'm literally like going through my head this line, this line, this line. I'm like, if you screw up the anthem, like everyone's going to remember that for so many years. Like, oh yeah, that was the girl who got words wrong. And they're like, how did they get words wrong? Like, so that's been the most stressful. <laughs> but have you, I have to ask this because you've never messed it up when I've seen you do it. Have you ever messed up the words in the national anthem? I have not. There we go. When practicing, I have. And then that makes it even more scary. Um, or if like, Somehow I choose the wrong key, and then you just can't hit the note. Like, oof. <laughs> I, out here it's different. Like on the field, it's. Yep. Di- I like singing in the gym more. Yeah. Because the, the echo yeah. isn't as like bad as out here. Like I'll be singing one line, and then I'll hear the the same line like a second later. It's very bizarre. I've had to host a few like halftime performances out there, and you have to really catch yourself from like talking really slow or in your case singing really slow because you're hearing the words like coming back to you. So it's very bizarre. Yeah, I'm like tapping my foot like like this is the beat I have to do and like forget about everything else. Um, But yeah, it's it's different. They're all different. But um, I'd say I don't get as nervous for like soccer games and worship because I'm just so used to it. Definitely, like, the first, like, game of the season is, like, hard just pounding. <laughs> or if, like, a PK, like, pounding. and But it's pretty, you get pretty used to it after about Well, you years do pretty well in all three of those roles. That is for sure. Last question we have for you. 
I have an answer to this. So I'm excited to hear what your answer is. What is your favorite goal that you've ever scored at the University of Northwestern? I have one from this year that sticks out in my mind from you, but I'm excited to hear what your answer is. Like scoring here at Northwestern? Uh, well, it could be on the road, too. Just in your career as the University of Northwestern Eagle, that goal that you think of where you're like, you know, you're a humble person, but even in your head, you're like, okay, that was pretty nice. That, that was a pretty good goal. And there's one in my head this year that was an absolute highlight reel that I'm excited to hear if you if you say that's your answer. Jeez, I can't even remember that one. Um, I'd say my favorite goal that I've scored has been against Superior last year um, in our second game against them. We were playing there. It was 0-0, and I just scored the screamer outside of the 18, and it just, like, it, it just, like, went right over the goalie's head, and it was 1-0, and we ended up tying that game because the ref had someone kick a PK, which I don't agree with, <laughs> but that's been my favorite. I think your favorite was the one that was, like, 37 yards yeah, out, was, now that I remember. Against, it was against St. Benedict this year. They were a really good team, yeah. um, nationally ranked, and their goalie kind of kept coming out, kept coming out, like, insanely far. And you got the ball, and I don't even know how you did it. Like, you were facing your own net. Someone passed it to you. You turned, and I think in your head you probably knew the goalie was coming out, and you just launched it probably yeah. 35, 37 yards out. And it just was, like, majestic the way it sailed over the <laughs> sailed over the goalie and into the net. So that was my favorite you've ever scored. Does that at least crack your top couple, or that's not even up there for you? That one's, that one's pretty good. I do. Okay, I would say that. Um, the the camera didn't even get it, so I didn't even get to watch. <laughs> yeah. It was I, that it no I one it, no I one ever that. expected. So. <laughs> so I shouldn't have brought that up. <laughs> well, that was a highlight reel, and you've had a lot of highlight reels. Ryan and I will be watching tomorrow as you face off against the number three seed Bethany Lutheran Vikings at Reynolds Field at four o'clock. So fans should get out there support you guys. Megan, you're a joy to have on the podcast. You're a joy to watch play soccer. We'll be cheering you on tomorrow. Good luck in that game. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks so much. Yeah, thank Appreciate you, Megan. Appreciate you.